Data Mesh Radio is provided as a free community resource by Data Mesh Understanding. It is produced and hosted by me, Scott Herleman. I started this podcast as a place for practitioners to get useful information about Data Mesh, and we're at over 200 episodes already. This is a Mesh Musings episode where I do a relatively short overview, some might call a few of them rants, on a specific topic related to Data Mesh. I try to put uh, you know my few summary takeaways in the show notes too to make it easy to decide if this will be useful for you. Quick reminder as well to hit the Data Mesh Understanding link in the show notes to easily review listings of past episodes you might have missed, you know, that I've grouped up on different topics to make it easy if you want to do like a deep dive into governance or something like that. Do check out the Data Mesh Understanding offerings as well and the free community introduction and roundtable programs while you're there. Now with that, on to the Mesh Musing. Differentiating Baby and Bathwater in Data Mesh. To start, this episode is based on an English saying of don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, meaning don't toss out the good with the bad. You want to get rid of the bathwater when you're done with it. You don't want to get rid of what you were washing, the baby. I'm recording this one because of a message I received from a relatively well-known data leader who said he is now headed down the data mesh route, but wanted to build on, you know, wanted to build their implementation out on a specific tool and ask if that was possible. I'll start with discussing tooling, but everyone, please, we have to stop looking to solve our challenges with tooling first, people and process first. But I'll talk to it relative to the question and then get into that that more important part of the people and process uh, a little bit later in the episode. So let's start with the misconception that data mesh means starting completely from scratch. Your organization already has momentum and a culture and all sorts of different things and has made tooling choices. Just because you're starting to go down the data mesh route doesn't mean you toss out your tools. You know those tools. You probably like them. You have people on your team who know how to leverage them. Presumably, you've invested some actual money in some way into those tools. So if I'm telling you or anybody else is telling you to throw everything away and start from scratch, that would be frankly insane and and also extremely impractical. Uh, And that's not the point of Data Mesh. Data Mesh is about actually having a positive impact. It's not a philosophy around we must do things in this you know academic way it's about taking approaches that work and applying them to your organization and doing that so we can have what we're trying to get out of data around scalability and agility so you know when we're talking about the tooling you want to look at how you've been using your tools, especially the setup. If you think about the self-service data platform, 
that means the data will not be owned by a centralized team. That's a big shift for a lot of organizations. So you should strongly evaluate if the way you've built your data lake or warehouse or streaming infrastructure or whatever will serve you in implementing a data mesh. I'll give you a big hint to say that Conway's law is real. And if you are changing your org responsibilities and and likely somewhat changing the way your teams are structured or work together, your tooling should change to enable that as well. So let's sum up these two points about tooling before we get to the much more important parts of this mesh musing around the people and process side. The first point, yes, you can continue to use the tools you know and love. You will probably want to evaluate if they are really the right fit for specifically what you are trying to achieve. But if the answer to that is yes, great, keep using them. If that's if that yes answer is, is what you get for every tool, though, that's a pretty big red flag. You probably aren't going to fix much uh, of the infrastructure that wasn't get you, getting you where you wanted to go. You probably want to look at how you might do things differently on the tooling side. The second point, you really, really, really want to look at how you were leveraging those tools. If you weren't using them in a decentralized architecture with a self-service platform, you will probably need to rethink your, your actual implementation of what you used. If that was, you know, Spark or, or Snowflake or whatever, that the way you've built those is often not, you know, the way that you have leveraged those technologies is probably not going to get you where you want to go with data mesh. There's nothing worse than hearing, we're going to do everything differently. And the only thing that is really supposed to change is your mindset, right? That doesn't work. That's not the way that organizations change. Gravity is likely to move you right back to where you were, but just labeling what you're doing now as as a data mesh. So you should really think about how you would change how you leverage these tools. Okay. The more important part of this mesh musing, the people process side. Again, you really want to evaluate how your organization is structured. There may be some things you will want to continue, such as you still want a centralized governance function, but the roles and responsibilities will change drastically. You know, on this topic, Sarita Bax and Mohammed Syed's episodes, Data Mesh Radio go into this a lot around how how do we flip the script of the governance team from being a gatekeeper to a value creation engine. So again, that's the team is working very differently, but you would still have that centralized team. You should look at how you want to structure your teams in general. There is kind of this unicorn scale-up model, as I'm calling it, with embedded analytics or data engineers in, in most or all of your domain teams. Flexport and WePay, which Chris Rigamini's episode will be out in in a couple of weeks, are big proponents of this. Or there is the more widespread model of enabling the application developers to share their data effectively. This has been the model favored by Zalando and Nav, Nib Group, TalkDesk, many of the people who have been on, on Data Mesh Radio. It's also the model I believe Jamak is, is kind of starting to focus on in the long run. 
I'll dig into the the differences between those two in in a future mesh musing. But my point here is that you want to look at is your org structure going to support how you're going to approach data mesh and make some choices there. You know, Max Schultz talked about who's at Zolando. He talked about on his episode how the teams with really advanced use cases started to hire their own data engineers, but it wasn't necessary for most teams. Evaluate if that is you and, and measure along the way, right? This is about figuring out where you want to go and trying some approaches and finding what fits and iterate. I'll, I'll, in general, I'll, I'll just recommend listening to many of the user stories we've had on the podcast and, and, and elsewhere. Start reaching out to those people who have been public about their implementations. Ask them what organizational changes they consider. What did they try? Why did they decide to go in that direction? How did it go, et cetera? There are far too many permutations or different circumstances to deep dive into all of the possibilities of how you might do this. But you really need to look not at just shifting data ownership left. The organization needs a change. You need to look at your processes and org structure to actually make a data mesh implementation work. You don't have to change everything from the very start. Again, iterate, iterate, iterate. Half-assing it isn't going to cut it when it comes to data mesh. You also don't need to move mountains out of the gate. As I said, learn from those who have already been going down this path. That's the reason I'm putting out episodes at such a, a frenetic pace. You know, three interviews a week is, is pretty crazy. That's a lot of content, but it means that you can start to see patterns and, and that, you know, I do the long write-ups so people can say, okay, I, I, I want to look at this episode. I want to listen to it. There's so much knowledge out there already with about data mesh. Let's leverage it and not make the same mistakes that other people have, have made. And, and you can always book time with me as well to, to chat about what I'm seeing and, and kind of what your approach is going to be. So hopefully this one was useful to you. As always, you can feel free to ping me or check out the community resources from Data Mesh Learning. They're linked in the show notes. You know, don't reinvent the wheel, but don't keep down the exact same path with just a new label. And I would recommend people take a look at what the Patreon is offering just because we're up to, or we, we will be relatively soon up to about 15 or so unreleased episodes. And so that's, you know, five weeks ahead of time. And so you can really look at what you might want to go ahead and learn about and that you can really get there. And also the more people who sign up for that, the more proof points we have so that we can start to get more resources to help out the community. Nothing flows to me. It all flows to community type of, uh, of general funds for funding different initiatives and things like that. So please do check that out. It's not for me trying to monetize. It's for me trying to make proof points that this has value because otherwise people aren't going to invest in it and you know, if people aren't investing in it, then does that mean I get to invest my time or are other people investing their time? That might not be the case. If you don't want to see that happen, please do your part. Hopefully that was a useful mesh musing for you. 
please do rate and review the podcast. It really does help. And if you'd like to get in touch and see how I can be helpful to you, check out the show notes. I'm pretty easy to find. As I mentioned, there are some great free programs in addition to some very affordable things around implementer intros and roundtables on the Data Mesh Understanding website. As always, if you have suggestions for guests or topics, please do get in touch. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And with that, now on to the funky outro music.